Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges, and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Scott Luton and Kevin L. Jackson here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's live stream. Kevin, how you doing? Hey, good morning, Scott. I am doing well. It hit 80 degrees here in the DMV over the weekend. Really? 80 degrees? Yeah. <laughs> so it's summer. I'm declaring it summer. <laughs> Maybe. It'll be here before you know it. So DMV, what does that acronym stand for? What is that? D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. You're clearly not in the know. Uh, DMV is where it's at, man. That's why. I, well, that's why I plug in with you so I can be more in the know. Every second Monday of each month, it is the Digital Transformers edition of the Supply Chain Buzz. Highly popular Supply Chain Buzz here on Supply Chain Now. Every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time, we dive into some of the leading global business stories, supply chain stories, technology stories, you name it, across the globe. Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I really apologize. Yeah. I know I bounced a check for this week's um, show, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make it good. You know, good. It's hard to get on this. It's hard to get on this show. We, we know uh, Vicky will be chasing you down. You, you know, I, I want to protect your legs because she, she will break them. But no, Kevin, great to have you as always. I love these shows. Uh, I love uh, your good work, uh, your thought leadership, all the moving and shaking Thanks. you do uh, to help others. Um, you know, stay up not only in the know when it comes to all things technology, but better yet, how to take action and do something about uh, this digital transformation age. That's important, right, Kevin? Oh, yeah, it, it is critical. I mean, if you are not leveraging uh, uh, data to improve your services to your customers and clients, they get visibility into your supply chain. Um, you are not going to be in business for long. And that's, that's right. what digital transformation is all about, about understanding the data, leveraging the data, and and taking action and making decisions based upon that data so that you can attain your business goal. That's right. That is right. So, folks, we're going to be uh, diving into a variety of news and developments across the globe here today with an extra helping, I'll call it, of all things technology. And hey, beyond <laughs> hearing from Kevin, uh, myself and Kevin, want to hear from you as well. We're going to say hello to a few folks that are tuned wow. in from across the globe momentarily. But Kevin, before we get going, mm -hmm. let's share a couple of other uh, uh, programming opportunities for folk that folks have out there uh, across our global community. Tomorrow, yep. April 11th, we're diving into the very hot topic, hot topic of supply chain planning. Man, talk about change. An improvement in any particular space. Planning has been where it's at for, for years now. We're going to talk about with Michael Conley at, uh, with CCH Takedic, with Walters Kluwer, how to go beyond, far beyond SNOP in 2023. That's uh, tomorrow, uh -huh. April 11th at 12 noon Eastern time. And then, Kevin, yeah. you got a busy week because Wednesday, April 12th, <laughs> you've got two of our faves, uh, Dr. Sally Eves and, and Helen Yu. What are y'all getting together and talking about on Wednesday? Yes, absolutely. This is uh, sponsored by AT&T Business. We're going to talk about cybersecurity and network modernization. You know, I, I mentioned the fact that it's really critical for you to understand your data so you can make um, uh, at the decisions uh, to support your services and your customers and clients. But that data requires a solid network, a solid and secure network. And that's modernization, you know, leveraging wide area networking technologies, uh, uh, virtual private networks. You have to protect yourself against the malevolent actors out there in the world. And that's really what network modernization is all about. And uh, Sally Eves and Helen Yu, I tell you, they are at the top of the game when, when it comes to cybersecurity. And I'm going to I'm gonna sit back with my notepad and, and take notes. <laughs> well, y'all check out that event on Wednesday, um, this Wednesday, April 12th at 12 noon. And we're going to drop the link to check that. In fact, we already have. You can check out that 
LinkedIn Live via this link here. Just click on it, and uh, you'll be part of that event. Um, Kevin, speaking of, yeah. and we're going to get one more quick program note that we're going to say hello to a few folks. But speaking of those bad actors out there you mentioned, just over the weekend, um, I got, you know, folks are, are latching on to anything we know and trust, you know, in email yeah. and elsewhere. Over the weekend, uh, I was sent a DocuSign, and everything about it looked real, right? Everything did. Uh, but I, I, I hit up a couple of folks internally, the only folks that, that uh, I used DocuSign with, none of them knew about it. And then right away, I knew it was yet another very advanced phishing. <laughs> everything they yeah. had, even the long code, the reference code, it's, uh, I tell you, you got to really double, double, uh, double check for your click these days, huh? Yeah, what, one of the things, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a, a consultant. I have a huge company of, of one, right? <laughs> and I keep getting these emails about, uh, you know, GC GlobalNet HR needs you to fill out this oh, form. Uh, GC GlobalNet is uh, changing its policies. And in order for you to get your check next week, you have to click here. <laughs> and I was like, it's so amazing how much I don't know about what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying everything these days. They're trying, They're trying everything. everything. Uh, but folks, take take heed, take caution, because uh, you never know. That thing you trust, you've been using for years, you never know when that might be compromised. So uh, use this. One, one thing, I, I read yeah. also that the most impersonated companies on the internet are UPS, and Amazon, yeah. and it's all about deliveries and supply chain, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we all, hey, we all, it, it, they know, they know that those are, there's a, a particular short list of things we really care about, paychecks, uh -huh. as you mentioned, where <laughs> our stuff is, you know, as we talk about here a lot, and folks, you gotta, you gotta be uh, slow to act sometimes. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's, that's our public service announcement here today. I want to share one more thing. Uh, when it comes to other resources. So if you haven't signed up yet, uh, join in your almost 21,000 friends across the globe that uh, get our, with that said, weekly LinkedIn newsletter. And Kevin, over the weekend, we shared a note around um, resources and events and whatnot, but we also talked about yeah. business leaders out there seeking that single source of truth, right? And, and we used uh, um, a little example of Ponce de Leon, who's always yeah. looking for the, uh, the uh, fountain of youth, right? Uh -huh. And so we took a lighter moment and, and really uh, took an opportunity to talk about how vital and how important it is that uh, businesses are able to find and implement and utilize and optimize that single source of truth. Tens of billions you know, of dollars are being wasted each year by how uh, all of us misuse information or don't have the information we need. And man, it's a yeah. big opportunity. You were going to say, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to... Uh, uh, Call Greg on the carpet on that because uh -oh. it's something uh -oh. I I just don't agree with. Right, right. I don't believe in the fallacy of a single sort of truth. Right? Okay, all right. I think it's I think it's critical to look at all sources of information and balance the source with the information. What's its yep. credibility? Right? Uh, has it been good in the past? Is it relevant to you? Um, and you have to be smart. I think it's there's there's a mistake if you rely on a single source of truth because yep. it may be wrong. Mm. But if you if you hedge your bets a bit, hedge your bets, right? You you listen to multiple sources, and they should reinforce the right decision. Okay. Uh, and those sources that don't reinforce the right decision, you know, you gotta. Put the stank eye on him, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, you can't make me laugh today. This pollen <laughs> oh, has got yeah, me down. I understand. You're, um, but, you're, but, you're fighting Mother Nature over that's there. That's right. That stank eye. Put that stank eye on things. That's, so we're going to have to set up a discussion around what you said, kidding aside. So we'll do that. Well, Greg, of course, Greg White, the one and only, is on assignment here today as we uh, tackle the Digital Transformers edition. We'll have him back soon, and we'll dive into that. Um, okay. Let's share a couple of comments from all the folks. we got a bunch of folks tuning in here today. Yeah. They're already dropping some knowledge. I'm going to start with this little supply chain now, not later. That kind of reminds <laughs> me of the uh, the now and later candy that. back as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, you know, I like that. No, no, no. Go back to Thong okay. Tag. You know, you're, All right. you're right. Okay, you're right about that jacket. I love this jacket. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Recognize the goat. Tomcat is <laughs> making our day for sure. Good stuff there. With a name like Tomcat, I mean, F-14, what? That's the best <laughs> plane ever. <laughs> so look at this. <laughs> so going back to uh, threats we're all getting, you know, Dana got two texts like, like uh, the, the fishing attempts, like we were talking about just yesterday. Uh-huh. T-squared, great to have you. He holds down the Fort Force on YouTube. Due diligence cannot be ignored. I'm with you there. Uh, John, welcome in. John says, Scott, the best way to verify the sender from a DocuSign standpoint as legit is to see who the underlying sender is. That'll always yeah. validate the real from the frosters. Good point there, John. Always um, hover uh, over the link before mm. you click. Then you can see where it's yes. really going to. Unfortunately, you know, you can't do that. It was very difficult to do that on a smartphone, mm-hmm. right? You can't kind of hover on a smartphone. You That's need right. like a mouse. Yes. They need to be able to gauge where our eyes are looking and then have that thing pop up before we make a click. We'll see. That yeah. Maybe next generation. Uh, <laughs> and I almost said iPhone, but I'm not going to breathe iPhone in, in this conversation, yeah. Kevin, because that brings <laughs> up other things. Uh, kidding aside, to, to, to all of our listeners out there that tuned in, our team had a, a really interesting iPhone versus um, versus all those smartphones discussion on a team call one day. So we'll have to revisit that. You can say Android. You can Android. say it. There we go. Let it come out your mouth. Okay. <laughs> uh, Leah Luton from Aiken, South Carolina, uh, a.k.a. Mom. Hey, Mom. Uh, hello on this beautiful Monday. Scott and Kevin, you are right. It hello, is gorgeous there. out there. Um, hey, Waleed, he wants to come on the show. He's checking the marketing budget now. Hey, Waleed, get back to us. Uh, great to have you here today, regardless. D from, is that Mabane? Mabane, North Carolina? Kevin? Mabane. Well, I've never heard of, never been there. Where are you near? What what, what city uh, uh, are you near? D, let us know. But great to have you here via LinkedIn. Uh, Manav is tuned in from India. Great to see you here via LinkedIn. Hey, Helmut. Helmut. Uh, Hanser is tuned in. Helmut, really enjoy your content you put out there uh, via LinkedIn and elsewhere. Great to see you here. Uh, Manali uh, via LinkedIn says, hello, Kevin. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Wadad tuned in via LinkedIn, watching from Canada. Great to see you here oh, today. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. That's right. Um, all right. So, Kevin, by the way, uh, Justin, great to see you. Uh, hey, AT&T Justin. business offers active armor that assists in preventing unwarranted threats. How about that? A little pitch Hey, in the comments, Justin, good to see you. And Gino, great to see you here via North Alabama. I hope this finds you well, Gino. Okay, Kevin, we got to get to work. You ready? Work? Oh, you said the uh, wrong word there. Another oh, four man. letter word. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? This would be the best work we do all week. Uh, all right. Let's do this. Let's do this. So I want to pull up our first article here today. So Kevin, Present? as we get into our first article, we're starting with this recent Forbes piece by Steve Banker. And folks, if you're not tracking, reading, following Steve Banker, he, he's a, um, a, a great, uh, I call an industry analyst, what have you. He, he writes a lot in Forbes. We're going to be diving into this piece where he's sharing some results from a recent digital transformation focused survey yeah. conducted by the American Productivity and Quality Center, APQC. Kevin, tell us more. Well, first of all, if you've never heard of the APQC, you really should because they provide benchmarks across every industry and in a lot of different um, business processes. And in this particular uh, report, uh, they were looking at digital transformation in logistics. Um, and what they found is that uh, most of the respondents are actually in the midpoint uh, when it comes to digital transformation uh, initiatives. Uh, and this is the supply chain areas of inventory management, transportation, uh, warehouse equipment and facility management. Um, but these you know, respondents were on the low end when it comes to compliance and safety, which mm. is a, a red flag. Like 91% of the inventory management respondents are really digitizing their data and processes. I mean, that's a huge number, but 
only 31% are actually using predictive analytics, and only 26% are using artificial intelligence. So they're getting the data, but they're not actually implementing the processes or using the technology to implement it so they can actually make decisions based on that data. In transportation, 92% on digitizing data and processes, but only 31% are using predictive analytics. Um, and uh, in, But in compliance and safety, yeah. neither one-third, 33%, do not have any digital transformation initiatives in place, okay? Mm. Only about a third of them have digitized their data and processes in that particular business process. And very, very few are using artificial intelligence uh, or predictive analytics to optimize the use of the digitized data. Look, mm. it doesn't do any good if you have the data and you don't use it to make decisions. Come right. on, guys. Right. Because it's, it's ex- usually really expensive to get the data. And if you're going to yeah. invest all the money and then not do anything, uh, that's always been a knock on big data for years. Kevin, what I also liked, uh, and, and, some, and going back, you shared some, I think, some really surprising factoids and statistics there. Uh, sounds like there's massive opportunities across the, the um, industry, as there always is. I want to point yeah. out to folks, and we dropped a link to this article via Forbes here. Y'all can check it out for yourself. Um, included in the article is a great white paper that Steve Banker and his organization did on 25 leading organizations when it comes to digital transformation and what are some of the the common elements that make up their journey. And Kevin, one of them, and y'all check it out, read it for yourself. One of them, one of the common themes that emerged as they as they, they interviewed leadership with these top 25 big, really big companies is a big element of their successful digital transformation, that approach was finding, basically finding something, technology, approach, aspect that's working, and then find a way yeah. to scale it across the enterprise, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, Kevin, love to get your thoughts here. Because when you hear the phrase digital transformation and everything folks kind of define it, it can be kind of overwhelming, especially as you have a big global organization. But that key learning from that research piece of finding something that works and scale it, that really can be that simple, right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. First of all, digital transformation has actually nothing to do with technology, okay? Mm. I mean, you can use technology and technology services, but it all starts with the organizational's business goals. Mm. Once you identify the business goals, and this applies across the entire organization, then you identify the metrics and the associated data that that represents where you are on the journey to the to to maximize the metrics that actually return yep. you to the, those goals. Now, and you know, and the the data, like we were talking about, people are getting data, but they're not linking that data to actual decisions. So right. there's there's no value. But if yep. you if you start with the goal, right? then it will naturally uh, be able to expand across the entire organization. And, and that's, what, that's, that's what's important. Yep, that's right. And getting leaders and team members across the organization to think that way, that's a big yeah. part of successful digital transformation as well. Yeah. Um, okay, Kevin, good stuff, man. You, you uh, came right out of the gate <laughs> with a grand slam. And we got two more articles and a lot more conversation to get through. I want to bring D back up here. So D says that uh, it's pronounced with a short A, Mibon maybe, 30 minutes west of Raleigh and 30 minutes east of Greensboro. Um, speaking of, uh, Kevin, the gate city of Greensboro, have you been, have you been, to, have you been to Greensboro? <laughs> yes, I have. Well, my uh, wife's um, uh, family has uh, a lot of people down in, in Greensboro. And actually flew to the Greensboro airport, took my, um, my, uh, uh, mother-in-law and, uh, her mother to go down to a family event down there. So, uh, yes, I've, I've, I've been to Greensboro, you know, there was actually, I actually went there. Wasn't there a, um, total eclipse? Uh, that's where I went to go see a total eclipse okay. a few years ago. Also. Well, 
Um, I'm not familiar with that, but uh, we did just hit uh, visit Greensboro last week on our way up to uh, D.C. with the family. Mm, and we okay. stopped into the International Civil Rights Center and Museum. And if you're visiting Greensboro, check that out. Uh, very, um, It's intriguing and uh, very educational to learn and be able to get your kids to, to look back and learn through a lot of what is on uh, exhibit and, and a variety of different vehicles at that uh, at that museum and center. So y'all check that out. Um, okay. So jumping back, Kevin, from geography yeah. and history into, I want to share Casey <laughs> Jenkins' uh, comment here. Casey says, uh, I think the reason that the utilization rate is so low, low data-driven decisions that yeah. she's talking about, is because they don't understand their internal and external processes or the technology enough. So they're not, they don't know the processes or the technology enough to know how to take the output and apply it for optimization, especially in complex chains. Kevin, that seems to be uh, on the yeah. target to me. Absolutely. And and that's because they didn't start with understanding their actual business processes. So it, it, it's scary because that means they started collecting data, not knowing why they were collecting the data. Mm. So they can't use it, you know. Right. <laughs> they don't know how to use it, and you, you, you're right, Casey. You're right. Yep. And that goes back to your point, Kevin. Of, of, you know, it's, it's as much of a people initiative as, as anything technology. Getting everyone, all of us, all the team, the organization aligned around what we're trying to do. So that's a good point, Casey. Great to have yeah. you join us there via LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. Great, great observation. That's right. All right. So D, I tell you, D is on the money. Mebin, Me- Mebin, Mebin, North Carolina, <laughs> Mebin. We're going to get this right eventually, D. And I'm so glad. Th- thanks for your help. We hate to get any name wrong here. Uh, all right. So, Kevin, we're going to dive well, into our second story here today. And I want to bring this graphic up. So, here we're talking supply chain or maybe more supply chain 4.0 right. via this recent yep. blog from our friends at Neurosis. Now, I like. Um, it's a good read, but my favorite part of this read is a wide variety of examples of digital transformation in supply chain that it offers. So what's your take, Kevin? Well, first, when I saw neurosis, I was thinking neurotic. And I said, do I want to read about an article? For- <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, they gave some great information, though. <laughs> but It really is good stuff. They start off is that supply chain 4.0 is really a significant shift and how a business manage their supply chain operations. And the technology services that are being used are really focused on digital transformation. For instance, the the Internet of Things. uh, That supports supply chains by providing real-time visibility and insight uh, into the movement of goods and services. So if you have a business goal of delivering quicker so that you can satisfy your um, your customers' needs and desires, clearly Internet of Things with data from Internet of Things devices would help you. Uh, business process automation, that that's a key driver of supply chain transformation because businesses can reduce errors, save time, and increase productivity uh, by, you know, taking these repetitive and manual tasks and giving them to robots, okay? I want a robot doing critical tasks because Mm -hmm. they will do it right and you won't have the error that's inherent with with using humans. Um, Data analytics, right? Using artificial intelligence with data analytics, businesses can identify patterns and trends in their supply chain data. And this enables them to make more informed decisions and optimize their operations. Going back to the very first article, they're collecting all this data, but they're not analyzing the data so they can see the trend. So like, you know, it's just a waste of money just collecting data. Um, Blockchain, the distributed ledger system, right? That provides a secure and tamper-proof record of all transactions and activities across the supply chain. And when you think about transaction, don't be, don't limit yourself to um, financial transactions, right? Information transactions. Who has information and who gives that information to what party? 
how do you receive information? What party provides information that's critical to your business processes? Mm. Um, and finally, cloud computing, my favorite, uh, yeah. would transform supply chains by enabling businesses to store and access data and applications over the internet rather than on local server ser servers or, or computers. That gives you the ability to access your data and make decisions and act on your data from anywhere. And, and in today's world where you need to be able to work from anywhere, including work from home, uh, cloud computing uh, platforms are critical. Yeah. So a ton of good stuff, folks. And we dropped um, the link to this article here, there, uh, from our friends at Neurosis. And as Kevin says, it has nothing to do with your psychology. <laughs> it, it's all technology and then some. So I'll check that out. And Kevin, one of the things that pointed out mm -hmm. is uh, real-time location systems, a.k.a. RTLS. Yeah. Maybe that can just help us solve the ongoing trillion-dollar question is, where's, where's my stuff at? Where's my, Where's my stuff at? <laughs> Where's my stuff at? Yeah. Um, good stuff there. Uh, all right. So I want to, before we hit, we've got a quick announcement and we got one more, uh, a third article. We'll take a little okay. sidebar here, Kevin. We're going to put on our Siskel and Ebert hat. You remember that show from the 80s? <laughs> Siskel and yeah, Ebert? Yeah, right. I loved how simple they kept the reviews. It was two thumbs up. It was one thumb up or it was like zero or both two thumbs right. down, basically. Both. And then they offer their commentary. But I want you, you shared pre-show. Uh, you watched, I think, over the weekend, the sequel to the world record-setting you know, Avatar when it first came oh, out. Yeah. I think it still holds yeah. a record, if I'm not mistaken, one of the biggest films of all time. Now, you watched the sequel, and we're talking all this technology. Yeah, the way, the way of the water. Okay. So, to level set, were you a big fan of the first version? I love the first one. All right, two I thumbs up. The yeah, two okay. thumbs up on the first one. So you had high expectations this weekend yeah, as you yeah. sat down with your Diet Coke and popcorn uh, to sit down and watch the sequel. Tell us, what's your review of the sequel? First of all, never waste a good Coke by doing diet. It's always, <laughs> <laughs> always the real Coke. But on the sequel, I'm going to have to give it uh, one up and one down. Okay. I love the technology. They uh, expanded its use. Um, the special effects were, were really good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, I'm not going to, you know, you know, spoil, spoil it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's, it's really good. But I tell you from, for me, the storyline was weak. Okay. okay. They, they, they put a lot of money into technology, and I'm a tech guy, right? But the storyline, they just sort of, yeah, it seemed like something that they, you know, just recycled from an old movie somewhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> Folks, yeah. uh, you heard it here, uh, right? Uh, Kevin gave, I love your, your mixed one thumb up, <laughs> one thumb down. Y'all check out the Avatar sequel and let us know what you think. Uh, and if you believe, like Kevin, that the, the technology... Uh, uh, imagining is the best part of the film. Let uh -huh. us know. I'd love to know. Um, okay, Kevin, moving right along. I want to uh, share, you know, we've been supporting this uh, Leveraging Logistics for Ukraine yep. initiative, sadly, um, because it has to exist for over a year now, right? And I got to tell you all, as we as we hopefully we, we make your ears bleed about this because we, we believe it to our bones, Vector Global Logistics and the great work that Maureen and Christy and Enrique and uh, Astrid and the whole team is doing there to do good. Uh, thus far, it's resulted in, I got to update my numbers, but over 600,000 pounds of humanitarian aid has made it to Ukraine and Poland and elsewhere to families in need. And it's all driven by monthly meetings, monthly planning sessions, and of course, the generosity of um, really global industry. So many different yeah. organizations have contributed. So if you want to join us and just learn, you don't have to give, you don't have to say anything. You can just go and observe. Uh, Tuesday, May 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern time is the next planning session that drives this thing. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We'd love to have you join in and, uh, and, and, and learn more about, you know, how we can work together to help so many in need. Kevin, your thoughts here around, um, this program and the need out there. Well, you know, um, this, uh, it's a horrible thing that that's what's happened, but we can support the, the need, uh, make it easier. Um, by providing the things that 
that they need. You know, you right. know, where's your stuff, right? So we're getting the things that they need that they can't get or don't have access to and and getting it to them. And it's not just in Ukraine, but uh, a lot of people have been displaced and they're in Poland or Romania or here in the, in, in the States. So, um, and like you said, sadly, we've been doing this for over a year. Um, but uh, let's... Let's keep supporting, and uh, and we'll get through this together. That's right. That's right. So jump in where you can. Again, you don't have to give to show up these meetings. You you don't have to say anything, share anything, answer any questions. You can literally just show up and observe and take it all in. So, um, okay, so that's May 9th, um, and we've got the link to that here. So you're one click away from learning more about that and, and signing up for that meeting. Okay, Kevin. Yes, sir. Now, on a much, much lighter note, Gino really enjoyed the uh avatar part two okay. so we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to have a little little um film review session with you and him we're gonna compare and contrast uh your review of uh, of that movie <laughs> so you know it was it, i didn't say two thumbs down i mean okay. uh it was it was you know it was a good movie <laughs> so the, so that was in let's see here the original came out in 2009 so that was that that Sequel was thirteen years in the making. Yeah, Man, how about that? It could have spent more time on the on the storyline. Then ah, uh, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. So from Avatar and Hollywood back to global supply chain, one of our favorite and and technology, one of our our right couple now. of our favorite uh, industry topics. Uh, we'll talk yep. nearshoring, Kevin. Nearshoring. Now that that word uh, is not the first time our incredibly smart audience has heard it. We all have heard that right. dozens, hundreds of times, right? Um, well, and also not just in the last year or two. I mean, nearshoring near and offshoring, that they've been trends and it's been all very cyclical for, for decades now, right? Longer now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in this article, Christopher Kent opines in this article via supply and demand chain executive that nearshoring can accelerate resilience through digital transformation. So, Kevin, tell us more. So, you know, nearshoring and offshoring and onshoring, this is a different point of the pendulum, okay? And that's one of the big problems uh, is that the pendulum keeps moving. The optimum point for the pendulum also keeps moving. This is a dynamic thing, all right? Well, so it's really a pivotal time for all of us to reimagine how we manufacture goods mm. and by embracing industry 4.0 uh, and digital technologies because that's how we can actually keep our eye on the pendulum and, and move as necessary. We need to become more agile and resilient. Uh, so nearshoring and reshoring are viable supply chain strategies for many critical industries. But don't forget, for some aspects, offshoring is good as well. So so smart regional manufacturing is, is coming in as a very important component for when that pendulum is in the middle. You use nearshoring to move closer to customers and suppliers uh, with, within the regional market because it has lots of, of benefits like being more responsive uh, mm-hmm. to the customers and real faster to market. Uh, retooling for the digital age. Okay, we talked about data. That data tells you which option is, is best. And in, a, in an enabled, a 4.0 enabled uh, fa- facility, a factory, you can leverage advanced robotics to move products to, from, and around production warehouses and loading areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and finally, you can have resilience in your supply chain through digital transformation. Okay, businesses and governments were really <laughs> unpleasantly surprised by the fragility of supply chains during the pandemic. I mean, and recent geopolitical aspects is really focusing strategic uh, priorities on ensuring unhindered access to critical components and materials. We talked 
a bit about the fact that Ukraine was like the number one uh, supplier of automobile harnesses, electrical harnesses, right. worldwide, okay, and how that affected the entire automobile industry. So this has really led uh, companies and countries to embrace reshoring and nearshoring of strategic elements in their supply chains. So, you know, it's, these are tools that you can use. It's a dynamic world. Data gives you that visibility and insight into the dynamic nature of that world. So yes, you have to collect that data, but if you don't take the next step of leveraging machine learning, artificial intelligence, so that you can visualize the patterns in that data, then you can't make the decisions that are needed, are necessary to track that pendulum as it goes back and forth, right. nearshoring, onshoring, you know, offshoring. You need that. Well said, and uh, that's a good way of looking at it. It's not, um, you know, while there's there's a lot more nearshoring going on right now. Uh, the pendulum, who knows when it goes back the other way, there's a lot of offshoring going on still right now. Yeah. I think, I think one of the the important things here is, uh, for supply chain leaders to, um, that they are considering is the equation isn't just, while it's still important, total landed cost, total landed Uh cost will always be important, but man, if anything has taught us the value of really understanding all sorts of risk and mitigating what could happen, you know that you you mentioned the um, the har- the uh, automotive right harness out of Ukraine. Um, of course, lots of companies are looking for ways of maybe moving their production from some port of chi- uh, some part of China elsewhere. Vietnam's been a fair share of, of a lot mm-hmm. of that. Uh, Mexico and Latin America here yep. in our hemisphere are vibrant opportunities are across that region. Uh, in the past, um, Turkey for apparel has been a hot nearshoring market. I mean. It um, supply chain leaders have to holistically, as they are, holistically yeah. examine the overall equation. Of course, with the big usual suspects being costs and other, but man, risk thankfully is being viewed um, on a much more even terms basis than perhaps in years past. Kevin, your final thought here. Yeah. So this is a multifaceted issue, right? And I'm going to go back to Don Quixote. There is is no single source of truth in solving this issue, right? (laughs) You have to look at risk. You got to look at cost. You got to look at distance. You got to look at your customers. You got to look at talent. You know, lots of different sources of truth about a lot of different things that you have to, you know, not necessarily balance. Uh, because each um, aspect may not be equivalent to another aspect. Yep. But you you have to leverage the most important human brain <laughs> in the room to, to, to settle this. It's, it's, artificial intelligence is not going to sell it. Machine learning is not going to sell it. It's going to be a human That's right. that, that makes the decision. Yeah, it's really interesting. It came up, this came up um, on a LinkedIn exchange um, wow. uh, a week or two ago. You know, the site selection activities that go on, especially wow. with, with Greenfield sites, It uh, we should all really celebrate a lot of the work that goes into that a lot more. Just over the, over, um, the last few days, there's a big um, solar cell plant. That was was the latest plant being announced here in Georgia, where we live. Okay. The vice president of the United States was here uh, in the state, taking part in that big announcement. And and uh, Georgia has won three or four mega sites wow. in the last eight months or so. Right with with that one, uh, Rivian, which is a big plant with yeah, six thousand yeah. jobs or something, it is supposedly in the work. They're going after Tesla. They're going after Man. Tesla, aren't they? But the site selection of, of how these companies and really these this cross-functional teams from these ecosystems that um, have a vested interest in finding the best the best site globally, it's a, a science and an art that we should really uh, put a spotlight more on because it, it is a fascinating component of global industry. And, and what you just said, Kevin, 
of how you got to holistically, you know, access energy, talent, technology, raw materials, um, the logistics infrastructure, just to name a yeah. few. All the tax breaks, of course, which uh, generate a lot of uh, debate out there uh, across uh, across our communities. All kinds of things we have to weigh as we determine um, you know, where the, the the best markets for ABC manufacturing or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is the good, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Multifaceted and, you know, you, you need a team and yes. that team needs data. So, um, and that's digital transformation at its That's heart. right. Support the humans. If don't, <laughs> don't let the humans die. If global supply chain <laughs> was Cookie Monster, data would be cookies uh, here in this era. Endless yes. appetite, right? I like that. I like but, that. But the point you've made a couple times now is not that did you get the data. It's what are you doing with the right data. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Let's share a couple comments here. Uh, let's see. Casey, risk management is key and has to be included in supply chain management these days. Reactionary measures are clearly not going to cut it anymore when risk is presented. Has to be pro- proactive risk management in order to remain agile. Casey, you're I on fire today. I Kevin. love Casey. When's she going to be on the show? <laughs> I'll tell you what. That is excellent <laughs> perspective, uh, especially being proactive because everybody's yeah. after that organizational agility these days. Um, and, and maybe uh, Catherine and Amanda can let me know who this is. Great job, gentlemen. Humans. This LinkedIn user says humans yeah. are still the most important factor in getting through supply chain issues. You would agree with that, Kevin? Absolutely. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Two th- and you know, I might would argue. Um, I love that that person put supply chain issues there, but I put. I, I think it's greater than that. Um, oh yeah, it's really business. You know, it, it's tough. I'm not sure if a bot or an AI um, a platform. You know, when we talk about truly problem solving. You know, small problems, really big, complex problems. And there's always uh, the human factor is so important when it comes to solving issues across global global business uh, in 2023, right? Uh, Yeah, I think robots can only give recommendations, okay? Mm. (laughs) They they should not be relied upon to make the decision because there's like, once again, there's so many factors and there are factors that the robot just may not see or can't see okay so um it's it's important the human is critical that's right okay so we have a few more minutes here before we call it a day yeah the pollen has got me down i could barely make it through uh i'm I'm so glad i hadn't had a coffin fit yet kevin because you make me laugh all the time (laughs) well i'm wondering well i know you're trying to hold stuff back but uh do we mind do you mind if i go off on a tangent please go off on a tangent we encourage tangents here (laughs) because I know, nobody else might know, probably everybody knows, that you are a space nerd, man. So I know for a fact you are waiting for the SpaceX orbital launch this week. Starship going, not to the moon, but uh, around the Earth at least. (laughs) You know, um, it is a fascinating time to be a space nerd uh, for yeah. so many different big macro level trends and then the unique uh, developments that you point out there, Kevin. Um, yeah, the James Webb Space Telescope uh-huh. uh, is just, I mean, they're scratching the surface of the impact that's going to have and, and fundamentally changing our organization. And of course, as we've talked about here before, and a minute ago, I think I pressed the wrong button when it comes to muting versus the ISO shot. So <laughs> Catherine, Catherine and Amanda might have been laughing. But um, you're gonna say, oh, that's the problem with live, right? <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> no, could you edit that in post? Thank you. <laughs> Privatization, you know, it, 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 it's really interesting where we're going. You know, you, of course, have spent time at NASA, uh, with the what mission? Um, yeah, it was a New Horizon mission to New Horizon, uh, Pluto. Pluto. Yeah, um, it's fascinating to see how the uh, multi tiered relationships are working between the private sector of when it comes to all things space and the government sector. Cause I, I'm a big believer that it, it, it takes both, right? It takes yep. both. It'd be interesting to see how NASA continues to evolve, but it, it's a uh, Kevin. I mean, you, you, I mean, I'm, I'm just a space nerd. You've done, you've been a part of these missions. What do you, uh, you know, what's your take of where we are now and what's ahead? Well, the most important thing that's happening right now is the power of 
entrepreneurship has taken over in the space industry. It's not just big government. And that means that they're, they can take more risk. And when you take more risk, when you look at the, the possibilities and you strive for that, those possibilities, then you get accelerated evolution of mm. the industry. And that's what's happening in the space industry today. And that's good for us all. So I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Plus, you know, it's, it, it, it's good for, it, it's, it's good for society. Um, it, 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 it's, it, it's good for our future. I mean, earth is not going to be here forever. Yeah, that's true. And you know, you should go check out folks, uh, Google, um, you know, impact NASA's had, uh, just in our day-to-day living, there's so many different innovations that have come out of, uh, the various aspects of the mm-hmm. space program that, that, that aren't celebrated. So y'all check that out. And, you know, uh, why do you know what I celebrate every day? What's that? The microwave. So I can yeah. eat. <laughs> eat fast. Eat fast too. That's right. <laughs> Let's see here. Anand, I want to bring this up. So, so, and you know, all this goes back to supply chain. You know, you, you, some of our listeners may be thinking, what are they doing talking about space? Well, folks, that's where we're going next to be able to realize the art of the possible and, and put humans on Mars or for that matter, just back to the moon, Kevin. Yeah. It's going to take all sorts of supply chain management, right? So one thing, yeah. Okay. We talk about supply chain management. Okay. A critical aspect of supply chain that we've already talked about is data. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, how do you get data about the supply chain? It's by the satellites that are orbiting the Earth that can collect data from sensors, from that Internet of Things that's tracking, where's my stuff? Right. That's right. (laughs) Okay. So the space industry is critical to getting that data, disseminating that data, so that the humans can actually look at it and make decisions. And that's getting even more and more and more important in all aspects of business, as space, the space infrastructure is building out to, um, and we're going to be getting all of our uh, raw materials from the asteroids. Yes. Right? Um, That's right. And he's only halfway kidding. I mean, that that really, there's a wide variety of business plans, highly technical business plans for trying to do just that out there, Kevin, right? right? And there's going to be a space hotel launched in uh, uh, less than 10 years, right? So, so, and space tourism is already yes. an industry. You know, it'll be the Kevin L. Jackson Intergalactic uh, <laughs> Hotel and Resort. I can see it now. Um, but all of that aside, it is a fascinating time to solve and, and look at uh, breakthrough, innovation, yeah. innovative breakthroughs on in global supply chain. And then, of course, what's to come in universal supply chain, it is... It's going to be mind-blowing. And Kevin, you, you mentioned all, the whole satellite network. I was reading something uh, last week about just how dense that has become. And, and you know, satellites are continuously being added. So yeah, uh, we gotta, we're going to have some work cut out uh, to make sure where our air traffic control, our satellite traffic control is safe uh, for all parties. Um, Kevin, I'd be remiss yeah. if I didn't ask you about this as we start to wind down. And before I do, uh-huh. I want to share Anand's point here. Great to have you here via LinkedIn, Anon. Collaboration is key in supply chain where external partners like carriers, suppliers, customers, and the internal team can chat or collaborate in one platform. Anand, excellent point, excellent point, and critical to modern-day supply chain, right? Modern-day global yeah. supply chain. Um, Kevin, Digital Transformers continues to kick butt yes. and take names, right? Uh, had yes. a variety of big interviews that have resonated across the globe. Share one of your favorite recent interviews or maybe one of your favorite ones coming up. Your thoughts. Well, well, first of all, we just started a huge series uh, with uh, SAP where we're, going, we're talking about how um, uh, SAP, what critical role SAP is uh, playing with respect to digital transformation across yep. all, all industries. Um, and just as a shout out, I'm going to be at uh, Sapphire um, next 
next month. Yeah, the middle of May. Um, and I'll be interviewing some of uh, SAP's uh, clients and customers that are leveraging data being provided via S4 HANA to make the supply chain and ERP decisions. And we just launched, uh, we uh, released the, f- the first of this interview series, Leonardo. He's going to, from Beyond Technologies, talking about digital transformation in ERP. So um, check that out on Digital Transformers. And you can get that, folks, wherever you get your podcast from. You can also check it out on YouTube. Um, Kevin Houts, would you invite folks to connect with you? Yeah. So LinkedIn, we're on Facebook. Uh, we just started uh, posting on TikTok. Now you're going to say, oh, you're going to let the Chinese? Hey, it's a global community. <laughs> where's, where's great? I look yeah. over my shoulder. <laughs> Man. Well, hey, uh, Kevin, y'all, y'all check out Digital Transformers. Uh, connect with Kevin L. Jackson everywhere, including Tech Talk. And Kevin, I'm going to give you your last word here on the buzz before I sign off. What would you challenge people to do? So I think it's really important for people to think about the importance of humans and use the data that you collect. Connect, you connect humans to the data that you collect via machine learning and artificial intelligence. All right. So got to take that key step when it comes to digital transformation. That's right. Be a digital transformer like Kevin L. Jackson. Absolutely. That's right. Well, hey, folks, hopefully you enjoyed today's Supply Chain Buzz. Thanks for all the great comments and questions. I know we couldn't uh, capture everything, but whatever you do, on behalf of Kevin and Catherine and the man, the whole team here at Supply Chain Now, Scott Luton challenging you to do good, to give forward, and to be the change that's needed. And see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.